for you all. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to my show. Welcome to the attic. Where am I? You know where I am. I'm in the attic. Where is that located? Well, it's just above the second floor. And it's below the roof, above the second floor, below the roof. Make sure I got the logistics right. Yes, that's where I am in the attic. 48 episodes of Philanthropy and Focus have happened. Well, one actually was on the road. One I was traveling in uh, in Reno, Nevada in the spring. But every other episode has been here in my attic. And what it does when you do a show in your attic, or I guess when you do a show remotely, period, it gives you the opportunity to bring friends in from all around the country. So if we were doing the show in New York City or out here on Long Island, it might be more difficult to have folks come into the quote unquote real studio, right? So we've been in the attic 48 episodes. This is the 49th episode. This episode of Philanthropy and Focus, first of all, this was just an idea. It was a concept. It was something I talked about for a bunch of years. And now I've done it 49 times. <laughs> it will have. By, by 11 a.m. today, it will be have completed 49 times. And it is super exciting. And uh, I'm the nonprofit sector connector. So what does that mean? So most of the people that have come on this show are either friends of mine that I knew, um, friends of mine that have been introduced from other friends of mine. That might have been a friend of mine sending an email. We'll have to make sure we take care of that before we uh, keep going. Uh, get shut that outlook off. But, you know, it's all about connecting for me. It's all about two things every day, two driving forces. And I, I, I met John Maxwell, the great Dr. John Maxwell, a number of years ago in Utica, New York. He has written, at the time, it was 90 some odd books. So maybe it's some 100 and change at this point. And he, and he talked about making an impact and adding value. And ever since, that's, I, my buddy Bobby Kudlick and I had gone to see him, and it's got to be 15 plus years ago. And that stuck with me. How am I going to make an impact? How am I going to add value? And, you know, if you heard right before the show started, it said, you know, talking alternative broadcasting professionals, serving community. Well, guess what? I like all types of professionals, but my favorite professionals are the ones in our sector, my sector, the nonprofit sector, where we make an impact and add value consistently. And my whole job here is one thing, maybe two. It's to help my friends who come on the show tell their story and amplify their message. That's pretty much it, man. That's why I'm here. We could talk 60 days of service. Maybe we'll talk about it because I'm doing a day service uh, with, a, with a good buddy of mine today, day number 29. But why am I here on this show? It, it really isn't about me. Maybe I'm the reason uh, some folks show up initially, but it's really not about me. It's just as a platform for my friends to tell their stories and talk about their organization. So, Without further ado, Rachel, I've kept you holding because I just had to get some stuff out there into the universe. Rachel Lipoff is here. First of all, before I even jump in and read background and bios, and I promise it's not going to be a long read because it's your story. <laughs> what I like to start with is, first of all, welcome to the show. Second of all, welcome to my attic. And third of all, how are you doing? What's going on? Well, thank you for the wonderful welcome. I am awesome. I'm here with you, not in the attic, but it feels like I am. Someday I will have, you you, and I are contemporaries, as they say, mm -hmm. and I, I tell me if I'm wrong, first time we ever met, and I think Ryan Harbinson introduced us, if I'm not yes. mistaken, right? Yes. It was Harb. So Harb introduced us, and shout out Harb, where's Harb? I got to oh, think, yeah. where's Tommy D now? Where's Harb, right? <laughs> the, you know, never met Ryan Harbinson in real life. I intend to do so soon. I know. Oh, it's, I know. <laughs> I, you know, but that's, this is like... This is 2020, 2021. You make friends and you never have to be in the same building together. It's, 
true. It's how it is. So shout out to Harb for the introduction. But tell me if I'm wrong. First time we met, I actually remember taking a call. I, I taken a call from another room in the house. I was walking around my laptop and you were, I guess, at your dining room table. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I might have the song wrong. But lyrics, is it Rapper's Delight lyrics, like typed out or written out yep. behind, right? Tell me, so what's the deal there? I mean, <laughs> sick. so what's up with that? So listen, I actually, since I moved them, they're on the, the stairway going up to up to the upstairs, but they're still up. Um, I, uh, early on in the pandemic, was looking to sort of redecorate in the dining room, and I have a, a daughter who's going to be 11 on Monday. Uh, shout out to Avery. Happy uh, birthday, like, Avery. If maybe we'll sing later on. I do sing on the show sometimes, Avery. Uh, <laughs> but she, uh, happy birthday, Avery. We just, uh, I want to raise a right, and uh, there's some music that he's just not going to get any exposure to just on the radio these days and um, Spotify and all the things that, that she uses and she's a drummer. And uh, so I try to get her all sorts of stuff. Yep, yep, she takes drum lessons. She's, she's hardcore, she's cooler than I'll ever be. So uh, <laughs> Delight, a couple other ones had to be on, on, on the lyrics. We framed them. And uh, now, so every time she goes up and down those stairs, she sees it. <laughs> I, I gotta send it. Okay. It's so cool. I was actually in the Bronx on Tuesday night. A buddy of mine, who again is a is a virtual friend until Tuesday night, he was. You know, so I'm I'm taking his class for the Institute for Nonprofit Practice, and my buddy Michael, yeah, Michael Partis, a friend of mine, he's the executive director of the Bronx Cooperative Development Initiative, and I I went to see him being honored by um, Schnepps Media, which actually Schnepps has some connections down in Philadelphia. Vic, okay. Vicky Schnepps, we got to talk about that, but Victoria Schnepps founded. The Queen's Courier, and when I saw her the other night, she's a pip. I mean, she's just got so much energy, and um, I, her, her, her daughter lives in my neighborhood, so we bump into each other sometimes. But um, I was honored a number of years ago as a rising star. It's it's really a cool event. But I'm up there in the Bronx, and my buddy Michael, congrats again to Michael, and um, there's a, another gentleman being honored that night. There's like 30 or 40 men and women being honored. Really cool. A man who is going to be, and I, I might have his title wrong, but the executive director of the Bronx Hip Hop Museum. Like, it, yeah, I, I, I'm like, that's so cool. Right? I mean, we'll go. We'll figure. You know what we'll do? Once we, we'll figure out where we can take the kids. Your, you know, your kids, a kid again, kids, and obviously Avery too. And my crew would would dig it as well. I mean, it's funny. Like, I, I you know, I'm I'm going to be 44 next month. So, you know, for me, it was. It was the Beastie Boys, a tribe called Quest. Um, you know, it was uh, certainly LL Cool J. Um, you know, and and then I love the Roots out of Philly. You know, I liked the Roots yeah. for a long time. So much good Philly music, right? And and Cypress Hill, which is a whole other story for another show. But I, I used to dig, <laughs> right. I used to dig that music for a long time. It's what's kind of funny is my kids are learning. Um, I'm really into a group called Revolution right now. And it's a, yeah, they're out of the West coast reggae. Yeah. Really. But good vibes, good music, good, good, good messaging. Even for the kids, I will though say I've been listening to their stuff with my kids for like the last four or five years. And it's, it's real cool. And all of a sudden my kids realize some of the topics of what they're talking about. I'll leave it there. Cause this is a family show, but it's reggae music folks fill in the blanks. So if, you, if you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? If you don't good. Cause I was trying to hide it from you, but, <laughs> but We've done the same thing where over the years, you know, when she was little and I was that parent who I didn't, when I, when I was, you know, back when you purchased each song and all that stuff, um, I didn't buy the radio versions of songs. Um, I bought the, the, the regular one with all of the regular, yeah, the, real, the real one, the real version. Yeah. I can say these words. 
other people can say these words. You can hear them, but you can't say them. And that's that's my rule. And I know it won't work forever. She's going to go to middle school next year. And yeah, what do you want? I'm sure, but you have just one daughter. No, two daughters. Two. I just have one. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, it's you know it's special seeing them. So my my oldest is twelve. I, I mean, 12, 10, um, 9, and 6. So it's like watching the development is, is so, such a trip. And I was I was, happened to be at a thing. Um, I don't know if I told it on the show or not, but I, I shaved my I shaved down to like a pencil fin mustache about two weeks ago because a friend of ours was turning 40, and she had one of those like um, murder mystery, um, <laughs> like murder mystery, like 20s, like roaring 20s, like like the gals dress like and i say gals i wouldn't say gals but it was a 20s thing so the dames were dressed in like i'm in, I'm in character right now i'm not being that way guys i'm in character <laughs> you know, the women were dressed like flappers and the whole kind of you know that kind of shtick and it was it was funny so i shaved down to to a pencil thin mustache i don't remember why i started telling you about the beard just now i do oh i'm a friend of mine kate is there and like she's saying like you know do you like what do you do with music with your kids? Are you exposing to them to music? I go, of course. I mean, like I grew up listening to music. I mean, you know, one minute it's a tribe called quest. Then it's Cypress Hill. Then it's the Beatles. And then Jim Morrison, yeah. you know, my, my karaoke, if you were going to ask, I mean, I don't know if you have a, a go-to, but mine is, uh, is roadhouse blues where I literally lose my voice, like singing Morrison. Yeah. yeah. So, so That's yes, awesome. it's important, right? Like music. I mean, just let's just be real. Music changes our feelings, changes the way, you know, changes our state at least for me it does yeah and it's a way to express yourself too yeah and that's the thing i want it she so my daughter doesn't like the what do you call it like the slow songs slow song comes on she's like no no and i keep thinking oh it's only a few years before you're going to be blasting these slow sad songs like the ballad yeah like the broken heart ballad stuff yeah she's okay with the hard ballad that's slow she doesn't like like the weepy songs which you know is good she doesn't have any weeping to do that's awesome Someday they'll accompany her in yeah. sorrow. Um, but uh, no, she likes well anything with a good drum beat. She's into. Yeah, well, um, I'm I'm thrilled. I don't know. I mean, we don't have to talk about it now, but like, I'd love to watch her drum. And you know, if she does anything on, you know, everybody's like, I don't know. I try to keep my kids off like TikTok and those things, but you know, just it, I want my younger guy. He's, he's he's six and he hit me when he wants to play the drums, and I was like, wow, like. That would be so cool. I, my brother was a drummer. They've got these electronic drum kits, so he can you can have it in the house anywhere you know anywhere you're willing to keep the kit. And it's and not going to like kill everyone. So no one else has to hear, or it just turns the volume down because uh, we're in a townhome, and I can't have my poor neighbors, you know, she's wailing on a, a full drum kit. But yeah. this way, we we monitor the volume. It's awesome. Yeah. That that is awesome. Yeah, I I I bought like one time because my other daughter, my second daughter, I was getting her like it was like a baby set. And like, it, you know, it was it happened to be up here in the attic next to my congas and like it ended up getting broken, but uh, it, it's, it's fun. Instruments are great. It's it's a lot of fun. I mean, to, I mean, I want to know about really you coming into this nonprofit world because I always try to find out from, from, from my friends on the show here, what drew you to service work? I, you know, was there a catalyst? Was it something in school? Was it a, um, you know, an experience with your family? Was there something like that? We're going to go to break in about a minute and a half, but we could start with that a little bit and tease them a little bit, get them come back to listen to the rest of the story. How did that all start for you? So I wish I had like some crazy out there teaser to like leave everybody with. Um, but I have to, you know, it's, it all sort of starts with my mom and dad because they were always into nonprofits. They, they're, you know, I was raised to always think about others and, and do good for others. And, um, and I can leave it there, but like, you know, uh, 
and tell you more, but but that's really what started it. It's why my sister and I do what we do. Um, so I've been in here in nonprofits for 20 years now, and uh, there's nothing else I'd rather do. Oh man, mm-hmm. I love it. You know how it is. That, they, like you said, making an impact and adding values. Like that's what I was raised to do. I, you know, it's funny. I, I you know, I was talking to my wife last night, and I said, you know, um, what we've been together like 22 years, and I said it's it's kind of funny because I remember a long time ago playing pool together one night. And she was saying how she was studying social work at the time and she was going to get her MSW masters in social work and really wanted to do work to serve people. And I, that was not my scene. Like I was, and I, and I, and it kind of hit me last night for some reason. I was like, wow, remember that? Cause that was like all your deal. And now I, I'm so like deep into this sector and, and all the stuff I'm trying to do. And it's like, wow, that's, that's so important. So um, so it's interesting to see how, you know, some of us evolve, you know, some of us it's in like my parents are great people that we just not weren't always involved in, in nonprofit work, you know, I think a lot of people aren't. And, yeah. um, and when you fall into it, or, or you come into it, it's always awesome. So that I, I want to get we have so much to talk about we, we I, I could we could have talked music for an hour, but we got to do it. We got to do a kid again stuff. So let me just tell everybody really quick. And then we're going to go to break. As Rachel said, she's been in this industry for 20 years. She's worked with various organizations, large and small. Now she's with this organization, the Philadelphia chapter of a kid again, which serves 230 families in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and New York. And they bring hope, happiness, and healing to families raising children with life-threatening conditions. We'll be right back. Rachel and I will be talking about this organization, the impact they make, what they need, and who they need to connect with. This is Philanthropy and Focus. That's Rachel. I'm Tommy D. We'll be right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. That's what you're supposed to do. And I hear some static. I don't know if it's just in my head or not, but I, I want you to cut through the freaking static, man, and join me in my attic. But seriously, please don't show up on my porch and like think you're really coming to the attic. It's the vertical attic. One day, look, since we are contemporaries, as I say, Rachel, you and I know a movie with Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. <laughs> world, And I... My buddy Mike in the neighborhood, we had like a Halloween party a few weeks back and he was doing it. He had like the Wayne's and did this whole like head bob. You guys can't see me if you're listening, but that whole Wayne Campbell thing. But here's what I've been sort of threatening. One day somebody's going to pull me out of my attic and they're going to say, Tommy D, we want you to do this show big and we want you, we, we're going to get a studio for you. So here's the deal. They made Wayne's basement in the studio. So they have to make Tommy D's attic in, in the studio. So. Yes. ABC, NBC, ESPN, whoever wants me. That's how I come with. I don't need the green M&Ms, but I come with some some <laughs> mans. So so I'm not really that much of a prima donna anymore, but I used to be. But but it's not not so much anymore. Just an addict is all I need. So this is Philanthropy in Focus. <laughs> I shared the website while we were away. So if you are listening and not watching, you can go to akidagain.org. And actually, Rachel, share with me the Philly chapter website. We'll just kind of call it out real quick. We are, and I'm pulling it back up because I always miss the end of it. We are um, www.akidagain. And it's backslash. I'm sorry to tell you that it's we usually just go to just a kid again and I go down. Um, it should be Greater Philadelphia. Okay. A kid, I'll share it. I'll actually share it on the uh, on the Facebook stream for you guys all because um, Rachel and I were chatting it in the chat. Chatting. Yeah, it's, it's slash chapter slash Greater Philadelphia. Got it. I'll it's put long. If you, it's, go to, if you go to kidagain.org, you will find us and you'll find um, everything that we do nationally. If they go to kidagain.org, they can go to About Us. I'm looking at it right now, About Us chapters and then hit the greater philly so let's yeah let me read this again well let me hit this really quick because i was i have been corrected so i said 230 families and either in the last 90 seconds you've gotten 20 more families or my numbers are wrong my data is off and i think it's probably the latter my number i don't think you just picked up 20 families while we were here right you know what happened was it's only been a few weeks but since i gave you that info and i it's my fault because i forgot to update you guys yesterday but um my amazing program coordinator my colleague jen beata who works with me here um who is in charge of enrolling families and actually creating our adventures uh, just let me know yesterday. We're at 249 families. Our, our original goal for this year was 100 families. So the, I upped it to 150. I upped it to 200. So now the goal by the end of the year is 250 families. Let me ask you, have you ever been a sales manager? Because that is such a sales manager move. And I see my buddy Steve checking in on Facebook. Steve Freinel is what I'm talking about, right? Hit your number. And they hit your number and they give you a 30% increase on your quota. And you go, oh, that's cool. And sometimes they'd even sh- shrink the territory. They go, oh, here's your... Yeah. You're so freaking good at this that we're going to give you a bigger number to hit and we're going to give you less turf to do it in. So that was always, is that, but I love how you keep moving the bar, raising, right? The fact of the matter is we're never going to be able to help enough kids um, and enough families. And that's what it comes down to. So, you know, there's no resting on your laurels. There's no, um, there's no way, there's no way to stop. And uh, the, you know, the vision of a kid again is to make every child um, with a life-threatening condition and their family feel like a kid again. There's, there's no, there's, unfortunately, uh, there's no end to the number of kids who are 
uh, who are diagnosed with these conditions. And so, you know, there's no end to our work. So uh, we're, we have chapters that over, have over a thousand families. Um, we started in the pandemic and the, you know, I was hired during the quarantine part. And uh, um, you, were you were like one of these, like millions of people across this country onboarded in this strange world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's crazy. Um, and, you know, because we're national, um, the nature of the beast is we're, we're virtual with each other a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, it's crazy to, to start a new job and not actually meet most of the people in person that you work with on a daily basis. Um, but it's an awesome team. It, it's, so have you guys had a powwow together? You've done, because you've done events, you know, for your family so far this, you know, in, yeah. in 20 and 2021, right? Absolutely. So, um, so I started with the a kid again, uh, April 13th, 2020, right in the middle of the quarantine. And um, Jen came on board this May in 2021. Um, and we were all virtual. What happened was, you know, the, the pandemic hit and a kid again, what, what we do is we provide, you know, the hope, as you said before, hope, happiness and healing to families raising kids with life-threatening conditions. And we do it by providing this time out from illness for them, the, a, the opportunity to get away from, um, to spend a day not having to think about the financial worries, the medical worries, the mortality of your own child or children, um, right? Um, uh, sometimes there are there are marriage challenges that come out of this because I mean uh, you know I mean everything everything is all bundled into one and we give um, these families completely cost free uh, the opportunity every month or every month other month they can opt in to any of the adventures at their chapter to to go and and get away from it all we go to amusement parks and zoos and um, sporting events and we do holiday parties and anything we can do. Um, so let me interrupt. Throw a little, little bit of a levity here because we we happen to be Med fans here in the attic, like me. So I don't know if you met. That's Moisha, the uh, the men on the bench, and we. I just named the elf's name. It's a long name, so hold on tight, everybody. It's Ricky Tiki Tembo, No Sal Rembo, Cherry Berry Richie, Pip Perry Pembo, which is an old kid book. And Ricky Tiki Tembo has fallen into the well, and I call him. We're, we're close, so I call him just a short name. But his brother, when he fell into the well, had to run home to mom and tell that whole long name and. Poor little guy almost drowned because he gets <laughs> such a long name, and I thought that would be fun to do. So I, I named him that. But we're Mets fans here to get back to this quick point. When you talk about sporting events, are you telling me that you took the kids to a Phillies game or something like that? I am telling you that we have um, connected with the Phillies and that this year in 2022, uh, we will be taking our families to a Phillies game. We are not, because our, because our geographic reach in this chapter is, so broad, the whole eastern half of Pennsylvania, like you said, all of New Jersey, all of Delaware, southern tip of New York. Um, we are not, you know, only one one team loyal to just one team. We've got people who will cheer for anything. We um, we are partnered with the we have a new partnership with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, their minor league hockey team. Oh, cool. um, and you know, um, my boyfriend is a very very diehard Mets fan, so, um, so I'm, let- I'm a Braves fan. So you know, why can all right now? Did- we're never going to get to the to the meat of the matter because we'll now we'll get to it. I know we will. I'll make sure. But I understand. I, I'm starting to understand the fascination with the Mets. All right, <laughs> we love our Metsies. Let's just—it is what it is. It, it's a—it's uh, a labor of love for sure. But but what what about um, what, first of all, I'm, I have like 15 questions just about. The- <laughs> I, we, I would love to figure out a way where you and I can kind of hook up and make a Met game happen at some point. Because be we talk Southern Tip or New York, that is certainly my part of New York. Right. And 
everything above the Bronx, I pretty much think is Canada anyway. So sorry. <laughs> Listen, maybe we can do, you know, Philly's Mets um, game would be the ultimate. That sounds fun. That it, that would be fun. I want to check out this the Phantoms you're talking about, though. That that's oh, fun. That's Here's the bigger thing. Shout out to your boyfriend being a Met fan. I get he, you know, I'm guessing, I'm assuming we're around the same age, so he's had the ups and downs that we have had as as Met fans. Let me ask you this: How do you end up an Atlanta Braves fan, though? That that's like, <laughs> what is that about? So I come by it honestly. Um, not only did I have parents who were very into nonprofits and served on boards and all of this, but I moved around a lot as a kid. And uh, I'm convinced that I would not be the, you know, outgoing person I am today without doing that. Um, but second through sixth grade, uh, I spent in Atlanta, in the suburbs of Atlanta, and I became a Mets, or not, God, never a Mets fan, sorry, a Braves fan. I know, I'm never going to live this down. He's listening and I'll never live this down. You know what, you couldn't turn into a Mets fan after being a Braves fan, especially if you're talking, I don't know, David Justice, is that what we're talking about? Like, like those years, like, right? Like, at- Larry Chipper Jones, who oh, oh, I'm going ugh, and you're going ah, uh, yeah. I, I live this, I know this, yeah. um, so, but I never let them. I never let them go. We moved from um, Georgia. We moved to Ohio. Um, went to a lot of Reds games. But I just not. I I never let the Braves go. Um, moved to Florida, moved, and then I moved here. I moved actually back to Atlanta for college. So that you know, it cemented it. Yeah, it was right back. Yeah, they yeah. pulled. Michael Corleone says, I try to get out and they pull me back in. Remember that? Look, look, if you guys don't like Godfather 3, why don't you just look at it as a separate film and not part of a trilogy? It is a good film. And if you want to argue with me, text me, hit me on Instagram, TommyD.NYC. We can argue that because I think it uh, unto itself, immobility and the Pope and all that stuff. There's a lot of story there. This is not what we're supposed to be talking about right now. But Godfather 3 is a good movie. All right. So <laughs> I've never even seen the Godfather movies. I'm saying this for everybody. Can hear. It's not because I'm anti. I just never have. I know. Yeah, I know. Worked out. Yeah. Person. I'm not even like disappointed with you. I'm just like, just, you got to watch. It's just, what, what, you know. All right. There's a lot there. My friends are checking <laughs> They're laughing at us because we got Steve Fry checking in, who comes on the show after this. He's talking about Ricky Tiki Tembo, No Sal Rembo, Cherry Berry Richie, Pip Perry Pembo. <laughs> I don't even have to. I wanted to share the site before, and I said I would do it for the folks on Facebook. I don't even have to because my partner, Mick Collins, shared it for me on Facebook. Like, this is like what we got going on. Shout out to Mick. Thank Mick. You with an incredible organization uh pay it forward processing merchant processing company that works with now i'm going to hook you i see you write it down so we're going to hook that up because they partner up with nonprofit organizations and they they have this uh they have their own foundation every swipe benefits charity so they take yeah they take a major profit and they roll it back out into our world the nonprofit sector so we'll make that happen um you should actually if you can make it next tuesday morning the 21st and anybody else who's in the nonprofit sector listening um, on Zoom, I will have my friend Maheen Kaleem of Girls, um, excuse me, Grant Makers for Girls of Color. Uh, yeah, she runs an incredible organization, and uh, she'll be on our nonprofit roundtable. Hit me up if you want to get more info on that. Tommy D at philanthropyandfocus.com is the email, everybody. And uh, if you if you cannot make that, always follow me because we put that stuff on YouTube after that. So, all right, when, what we're going to do is I really want to find out programmatically what this looks like, what this looks like for a family to get involved with the organization and what it looks like. What, what is a day in the life of, of, of you guys? I mean, you know, you're, you're changing lives. I mean, you're making that, as we talked about earlier, you're making an incredible impact. 
I want to know what that's like. I couldn't pull it off to get down to Dorney Park with you, although we did talk about it. It was Dorney, we'll right? Yeah. So we'll have to go back. And we're going to go to City Field and, and what do you call it down there? Citizens Bank Park? Is that? Yes, is we do. <laughs> oh, I've been there actually. I went there. I went there with my buddy Michael Gold. It's a great ballpark. It's a great ballpark. I, it is a great ballpark. I'm just being. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Awesome. I don't really. I don't hate the Phillies. I mean, whatever. It's like I don't, I don't have enough time to hate anybody. You know, I'm, I'm too busy trying to hug people, man. All right. So, Rachel, when we come back, I want to talk programs. I want to talk what it what looks like, what it feels like to, to make an impact for these young people and their families. And then we always get into what, what's important. Uh, I don't want to say most important, but certainly up there is who do you need to meet? Who are you looking to connect with? And, and how can we help you out? Is that cool? That sounds great. All right. This is Philanthropy in Focus with a P-H-O-C West. I'm Tommy D. That's Rachel. We'll be right back. Thank you. Howdy. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. in the attic happy birthday avery happy birthday to you all right so twelve thousand six hundred and thirty-eight people this organization served last year since this organization has been making an impact and has been adding value they have served 206,460 what are they doing we make life for families caring for a child with life-threatening condition normal again by helping them gain back moments of positive family shared experiences and memories. Man, we live in a crazy world where things are challenging and difficult. Life can be challenging, man. You know, I, I say sometimes life has an edge to it. You know, sometimes we got to dull that edge and kind of mellow out. Throw in the challenge of when you have a family member, specifically a child who is, is experiencing illness, life-threatening illness, 
And that challenge just gets more and more difficult. When I think of organizations like yours, uh, Rachel, or when I think of organizations like I did a day of service with Marty Lyons Foundation here in Long Island. I see a nodding. I see no Marty Lyons aware of the work they're doing, helping. They've helped thousands and thousands of young people uh, get the dreams that they want. When I think of where I'm going after the show today to meet with my friend Kylie McGrain from A Moment of Magic, and we're going to put bravery bags together this afternoon and bring those down to uh, St. Mary's Children's Hospital in Bayside, Queens. Shout out Bayside. Queens, my favorite borough. Bayside, probably my favorite town in Queens. So now I'm in a lot of trouble with a lot of people, but <laughs> so like overzealous, like people care what my favorite borough is, you know, like, like, oh, Tommy, you, you shouldn't say it like that. No one cares what, which borough I want the best. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing, though, that that's. I'm supporting these organizations because they're giving a respite. They're giving a moment of magic. They're giving an opportunity for a kid to be a kid again. I mean, I, I, I somewhere along the line, I think as adults, we stop playtime. I don't think we should, honestly. And <laughs> for something, I got a pair of sunglasses here because uh, my buddy Steve Fry's show is coming. So talk about playtime. I'm going to put on my shades. Right? Steve puts on his shades. Always Friday comes up next. So I thought that would be playful. But why do we give up playtime? Oh, my hair looks crazy now. That's a good look. Ooh, I'm not sure. So why why do we stop playing? You know, life we grow up, whatever. But in in a kid should not have to give up playing and and give up that that moment of 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 being um, a kid again. So that's what you create. What does it look like? What is it? What does it feel like? You know, talk to me. Maybe a couple anecdotes about the families and their experiences and maybe the siblings, because there's a lot of, right. I know there's a lot here. There's a lot of collateral connections and things. So let's talk about that, Rachel. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I love that you mentioned the siblings and we talked about that when we first, when we first met and talked is um, one of the most unique things about a kid again, is that we are here for the entire family. So it's not just the the child who's enrolled, who, who has the, the life-threatening condition who we're serving um, and their family sort of comes along for the ride. Everything that we do at a, at a kid again, the heart of it is for these families, for the child who is ill, who just needs to get through the next treatment or the, the next surgery to get to that next adventure. They have that adventure to look forward to. Like we are something for them, something positive for, to get them through to the next thing. Um, to the siblings who, so many of these siblings give up so much of their childhood as well, just like, just like their sick sibling does. Um, maybe they, maybe there isn't money, <clears throat> excuse me, to, to go to Little League or time, um, or maybe there's, you know, the, the, the birthday parties and mom, mom and dad can't get you there because they need to be with their sibling and these siblings, the, these kids are, um, whether they're older or younger, are so supportive and so understanding, really, you know, unsung heroes. Um, so, you know, you ask, you know, a day in the life of a kid again, like everything we do is for these families thinking about what we can do for the parents, thinking about what we can do for the kids and the siblings. Um, we had a, a, back when, before we were doing in-person adventures with our chapter, um, we did um, uh, some virtual adventures and there would be times when, when the enrolled kid was too ill or wasn't old enough or wasn't interested. You know, we did a Minecraft adventure, things like that. They, they just weren't, they, for whatever reason, but it didn't mean the family couldn't be a part of it. We had families where it was just the siblings that were part of this one. Um, when you we know, go, if I could interrupt you for a second, is they need a bit of the respite as well to your oh, point. They do. You know, it's, and I'm, I, I'm trying to not get mushy and emotional, but. It's hard not to though with our, with our family. And I think about it even, you know, as it relates to families with a child with special needs, because it's, 
you know, it's similar. It's, it's, yes, the child who is going through something needs to, um, you know, needs to work through their treatments or, or whatever therapies they're getting. But, you know, what is the other, somebody else is forced to grow up pretty quick too. Maybe some, maybe multiple somebody else's. And that's uh, what, what the work you do in organizations like you do is incredible. And uh, I never, never stop. I can never stop getting touched by it. Honestly, it's, it's special. The kids are, the, the, the Arnold kids are like that too. There's, um, they're, they're, they worry that if they have a bad day and they can't go to an adventure and then mom and dad can't get the siblings to the adventure or it's a holiday party that everybody looks forward to. It, it's a full, it's, it's these, you know, you want, you want families to all, you know, be in it for each other and all this. And these families um, are, they would be anyway, but they're, they're forced to just, you know, you, you band together and you stick together and these, these kids look out for each other. Um, and I, I love, there's, um, we've got, um, there's a, a brother uh, who um, comes with his sister and his family to, to our adventures. And he is really good buddies with one of our old kids. And they didn't meet at a kid again. They actually met because um, Ryland's sister, Sophia, has spina bifida and Charlo has spina bifida. And so Ryland is, you know, and Ryland's mom actually is the executive director and Sophia's mom, the executive director of the Spina Bifida Association of the Delaware Valley, one of our big partners. Um, and Ryland and Charlo are, are, are good friends. And I love watching them like meet up with a kid again. It's again, not the only place they see each other, but there's, there's a community and there. These families need to go somewhere where people aren't staring, where they're part of a big group. So if someone is looking over, they can, you know, someone else just puts their arm around them and, and they go off. They, they don't have to worry. You know, the child doesn't have to worry because he or she has a trach or a, they're in a wheelchair or, um, you know, something neurological or anything. They can, they can, everybody gets to just be. And that's part of what our adventures do, a huge part of what they do for, for everybody in the family. Nobody feels, you're not different. You're like everybody else at, at Dorney Park that day, at Diggerland that day, at the Phillies game that day, at the Philadelphia Zoo. Um, we're on, in February, we're going to be going, I don't know if our families know this yet, but in February, we're going to go to the Academy of Natural Sciences in Philly. Um, lots of dinosaurs, lots of really cool stuff. Um, and uh, I will have families who will never have done that. You're on mute. I'm on mute. Uh, Rachel. <laughs> I'm on mute. <laughs> That's great. Tommy did get it together, man. So I probably, cause I was getting all mushy. I put myself on mute cause I don't want to like everybody hear me like whimper over here. So the, the, there's so much in Philadelphia, right? So first of all, it, that event adventure that you're talking about in February, you said it's, it's with dinosaurs or there's dinosaur like yeah, obviously, obviously it's, it's no dinosaurs sciences through drexel university it's, it's it's our dinosaur museum it's really cool and, and they bought, they've got all sorts of cool stuff that sounds like a trip like but I, what i was going to say was there's so much history in the city of brotherly and sisterly love is there an interest from the kids that or, or is that stuff kind of like eh well let's let i want i want to go to the dinosaur place you know I, i'd rather go to philly's game you know no i so what i find is um no matter the, two things one no matter what adventure we we have and not just our chapter i mean across the country there are a kid again chapters um you know we're we we have a lot of autonomy to to, to create adventures and there are always families who are interested and the beautiful thing about a kid again is if you're not interested in that at that particular adventure, it doesn't suit your family, 
it doesn't matter. You just don't have to, you just don't register for that adventure. And the next one's going to come up next. Like it's never ending where it's not. It's like, it's like, a month. like, is it always like, how, like, are there a dozen events? Is there like, what, what are we talking about? I know that I saw a calendar. I don't, I don't want to share it net, net necessarily now, but like, what is that? Like when you're part of this community, what is that like? So um, this, each chapter is different, but the, um, the kind again, greater Philadelphia chapter, which I know the name is Greater Philadelphia. We are, you know, Northern Mid-Atlantic. We serve families all over here. Um, and we don't only have our adventures in Philadelphia. So I want to make sure any family listening or someone who knows a family listening or, or watching, make sure you know that we're, we move around. We're, we're, we're all over the place. Um, but yeah, I, I think, oh God, I lost my train of thought. Look at that. <laughs> I, I guess I was asking what, the, what is the roadmap of the year? Like oh, you're... The year, yeah, I'm sorry. That's what. I muted myself. You lost your train of thought. This is real life, man. This is a reality show, Rachel. This is like, this newsflash. This is not scripted. This is just one of like, just in case you thought we were doing a play. <laughs> we're not it's a real conversation. You guys just happen to be eavesdropping on a conversation that Rachel and I are having. That's, that's how this works. <laughs> what does what the next year look like? Yeah, so so I can tell you in 2021, our chapter, we had um, 10 adventures. Some were virtual because we weren't at the beginning of 2021 in person yet here. Um, and and uh, about half or more actually were, were in person. Um, and we will probably have, um, we'll probably have about 10, I'm guessing, adventures again in 2022. There are um, times when there are two in a month. There are times when we, sk- we do skip a month. Um, we don't have anything scheduled for January. But what's really cool about it is we have partners like the Phantoms, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms I mentioned, who, and, and the Phillies will do this too, where um, they've got some tickets, you know, for, for a game or um, uh, a really wonderful, you know, there's so many charitable and philanthropic people out there who, you know, have a, a you know, a suite at, at an event or something like that. And they'll say, you know, here for your families. Um, and so we'll be able to throw that out and say, you know, the first 100 people, you know, can do this. It's not an official adventure with the kid again, but so they have opportunities in between our adventures to do stuff. And I also, I mean, this is my favorite thing ever. I know it's crazy is after an adventure, when a mom or dad will email me or text me and say, you know, we met so-and-so's family, you know, will you give them our contact info? Cause we want to get together. Awesome. Then they're like, they haven't played dates. They haven't get togethers. The parents have time to just sit there and talk and share stories and ideas and, and details of their lives that can help each other. Um, so it's, it's the adventures and the fact that we do, we, you know, we have chapters that'll do 12 in a year, larger, more established chapters. And we'll get there. Um, so there's always something to look forward to, but there's stuff in between that's so cool. That's the ripple, man. I talk about it all the time. I didn't, I didn't come up with the ripple effect, but I love it. I love the, I love this vision I see of pebbles being tossed into ponds and buckets and buckets of pebbles, right? Like, <laughs> And I love, I love just to see the ripple so these families connect. And I, and I, <laughs> I thought it was kind of cute how you said, like, give them my number. Because obviously I couldn't say, hey, can you give it me the, can you send yeah. me the phone number for Mr. and Mrs. Jones? No, I can't. Exactly. Your answer is no. So tell them call from Tommy D. Like, I want to I hook up. I want to be friends with them. And, you know, it, it's, you know, there's so much to be said for community, right? And like that ripple that your organization does, it, what you provide is incredible. But then what... What is the ancillary? What's the roll off of that? These connections, the families meet, they do things separate and apart from a kid again. Or maybe then, you know, somebody's brother-in-law 
works for whatever. And that organization has, to your point, you know, 150 tickets to, to a Phillies game or, 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 or whatever, you know, it's doing a, a tour of, of the Liberty going to go see the Liberty bell. Yes, yes. Cool stuff. Right. Like, like other cool, like things, like I've been down to, like before the pandemic, I was down in Philly, like once a month for like three, four days. And, and um, yeah, it was, and, and it's funny because like, as we started talking about Ryan Harbinson earlier today, like I never met Harbin in real life, but I was down in Philly a whole bunch a few years back. And then I meet him now, like in pandemic world. And it's like, so, so I haven't, had it been a couple of years earlier, I would have you know, hung out with him a bunch of times, but I, I just say that city is so cool. I mean, look, New York city is cool, no doubt, but Philly is cool, man. Philly's got really cool, there's so much history and, and, um, you know, I just, I, I'm drawing to go back down there and, you know, I this, get you back down here. we're coming down. And I, I think like, like with the kids and stuff, because I'd love for them. I want to go to DC too. I want to take them down to DC because, you know, right. Like that's, we, one time we went a few years back, my sister was, uh, she had a program going on. So we, we popped in on a surprise her, but went down by the white house, which I, have you, you've seen the white house. My sister lives in DC. We love to go. So do you, let me ask you this about the white. And then we'll go to a break. Totally. <laughs> unrelated although nothing is unrelated because it's all connected but i thought it was tiny when i saw it i didn't ex- i expected really? it i did i really did i i just was like i don't know what i expected but i just expected it not to be that little like that's I get that you get that well and i also think you know when you're standing there you know what is it pennsylvania avenue and you're i'm sorry if i'm wrong on all this and you're looking at it you're not even seeing the whole thing either right. so the part you see that yeah you're right like it doesn't it's like a gigantic palatial estate that you expect it to be probably what i needed to do and what this is so if, probably maybe what you some of your families need to do too is an aerial like a helicopter you i don't you probably can't this is probably so illegal you probably can't you can't fly if anybody has a photograph of that, that'd be cool for me to see. Because apparently I can't just, it's probably a no-fly zone, I would guess. <laughs> like, you can't just, like, hey, let's go by the White House. Ha-ha, <laughs> that's probably not cool. Um, <laughs> but, your parachute. You just jump out and you go visit. Oh, yeah, run, run across the lawn, too. Yeah, that's how, that's how you end up under the prison, like under the yeah. jail, stuff like that. Like- no, no, I, that, that much I know. All right, when we come back, we're going to go to another break. When we come back, I'll, I'll throw the website up again for everybody to check out. When we come back, we'll just, I want to know, are there organizations you're looking to meet? Are there, are, when I say that, businesses, people who might be able to write bigger or little checks or, or partner up with, uh, are there other organizations, nonprofits that you think would be a good fit to partner up with? Think about that. This is Tommy D. This is Philanthropy and Focus. That's my friend, Rachel. We are rocking and rolling. Time is flying by. So that means you have to come back, Rachel. That's the rule. Of my, so I, I need to do this show next week to fill up all I'm trying to do. Anytime. We'll be back. Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern for the Mind Behind Leadership, where we focus on what leadership really means to us and to others. We have practical discussions with the CEOs of some of the world's largest companies, owners of small businesses, and experts in psychology and behavior to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid, and what really happens. Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4 p.m. every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership, here live on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. 
Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Joe Cool like Snoopy. Snoopy was like he was like a kind of like a little bit bad A. I don't want to curse on the show. It's a family mm-hmm. show. But Snoopy like a leather jacket. Snoopy is like Joe Cool. Like that's mm-hmm. what I feel like. I feel like a little bit Joe Cool today. Um, <laughs> right on. I could do it. So here, I, you just shared with me in the chat here uh, the Facebook page. I will share that. I'll kind of spin that out on what we're doing here as well. Um, this is always the part of the show that you know I, I really want to know how my people can help how can i help how can the people i'm connected to help who are you looking to meet with who do you want to be introduced to that kind of stuff so this is for me but it's also for others who are listening so let's play what do you need rachel Lipoff? well what i need tell me to is uh you know i can break it down into sort of four three or four distinct sort of areas the first one is we're always looking for new partners for adventures if there's somebody, um, you know, a sports team, museum, anything fun for kids. We went to a farm um, and the kids did, the families did, um, you know, pumpkin and apple picking and hay rides. And we have families who, you know, with kids in wheelchairs who can, could not do that except for with us. Because, you know, when we're doing it, there are ramps and all this stuff. Wait, wait. So when you do that, you actually hook it up. Because I've taken my kids who, who don't have any special needs there. So to, But it's not like, you know, there's rocks and it's ups and downs. And it's like, right? So yeah. you, you, you tricked that stuff out. So, so wheelchairs. did it for us. One of the, so, so when Jen Bayada, who is, who is our... Um, hey, Jen. Sorry. Jen, Jen. Couldn't do what we do without that girl. And... When she is talking to, um, you know, a potential venue for an adventure, um, a couple things that we have to find out right up front, you know, ADA compliant, make sure, you know, bathrooms are accessible, everything's got to be accessible. Now, some things are more easily accessible than others, you know, if there's an uphill and it's harder, but as long as, as long as we can make sure that we've got, we'll, we, we are, I mean, I could also thank our volunteers, oh my gosh, we have so many volunteers who come out for our adventures, we have an amazing board who everybody just supports us and is there helping the families. Um, but we went to Johnson's Locust Hall Farm in, in New Jersey, and they had they had ramps um, that they have there. They I guess they have there all the time. Um, 
to new note for anybody. Um, yeah. But they um, they had some dedicated hay rides just for our families. It, we like to have a space away right now, especially during COVID, a space away from the, the general public. You know, right. so, they, so they were open. So they're open for the for the general public, but they also give you your own. Okay, cool. Yep, yep. They they really they went above and beyond. Um, Let's and give them a so, Johnson's. What is it so, called? So, so the Johnson family is Johnson's Farms, and they have Johnson's Corner Farm, and they have Johnson's Locust Hall Farm. And we were at Locust Hall, um, and I have been going to Johnson's Corner Farm for years with my daughter. Um, it, they're amazing. There are so many incredible farms in the area, um, and uh, and this is just just one of them. But they were amazing partners. We're hoping to go back and do another one in the fall. We had families who've never gone. The, the kids have never gone on hay rides. Have never gone apple or pumpkin picking, and. And it never, you know, when you're a family that can just do that, you don't think about it. We have families who can't just jump in the car and go to Wawa. It's a huge production. It, yeah. it, you need multiple mobilities for your, you know, for your child because if the if something happens with the brace, you're going to need the, the chair. And it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of, and, and that work might be the wrong word, but it's challenging to do this. And I think, look, I. I I think what I would ask people to do, and I try to find this in my own day at times, is be grateful for what you have, the abilities you have. And I don't mean if you've got a lot of dough in your bank account. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, be grateful. I'm grateful for the fact that uh, that I can get up and down these stairs to the attic. That's a big deal. Not everybody can have that. You know, not you know. I have that ability. Be grateful for the ability you have. Be grateful for the health that you have, because. Some of these things are fleeting and, and, yeah. you know, some, you know, one day uh, I, you know, I might be 90 years old trying to walk up the stairs to the attic. Cause I'm an old man and I might have to do the show from my bedroom, you know, cause, but I don't, I, cause I have to deflect with humor cause I get emotional. So I have to make something silly. I have to so say we'll that. We'll do an attic in your bedroom. It'll be fine. <laughs> Wayne's world, Wayne's world. But the, the thing is like, it, be grateful gang. That's what I'm asking you find gratitude because uh, we all have, uh, um, we all ha are, are blessed in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, I, I know plenty of people who, who do have uh, special needs or disabilities who are incredibly grateful. Oh, yeah. So, so just kind of put things in perspective. That's what I challenge you with. I, I'm, I want to go back to that. So partners, who else? So, so, yeah, we want adventure venues. We're always, always looking, um, you know, you had mentioned, you know, donors, sponsors, supporters, um, you can, an individual, a family, a company, a huge corporation can sponsor um, one or multiple adventures. I mean, we're talking, it could be $1,500, it could be $15,000 and really make an impact there. Um, we're starting a new corporate partners program with our chapter. So, you know, you, you as, a, as a company will get, you know, a lot of, of marketing benefits um, just for, just for, you know, making, making these, giving these families the time out that they need. Um, so, uh, so that's always, and we're in our end of year, we're, we're on the calendar year, so we're in a good push for that. Um, and the last thing, and the most important thing, because as I said, no matter what, the heart of everything we do is our families, is families. If anybody knows of, if you are a family with a child with a life-threatening condition, almost all of us know someone or know someone who knows someone who is. Um, it's not just our chapter. They don't have to live in the Northern Mid-Atlantic region. Anywhere in any of these 50 states um, can be part of the kit again. Uh, we will, if you don't have a chapter near you, we will send, we'll do virtual adventures. We'll send you adventures in a box right to your house. Yes. Um, but, but, you know, it's a kitagain.org slash enroll now. Um, 
that's so important. The families are, are the number one thing that we always want because we want that we can never help enough. Look, you are the number one thing right now because you know, I know you're not going to take credit for it and it's not about you, but look, it takes leadership to make these things happen. And I appreciate you. I appreciate your friendship. Got to do a couple of shout outs and I'll probably leave some people off. Happy birthday, Avery. Shout out to you, kid. Hey, Jen, look forward to meeting you when I come down there and we do some sort of event together. Maybe we'll uh, partner up with, with this networking group we run called TNG, the networking group. Shout out to my gang, a couple guys, Mick Collins and Steve Fry checking in, obviously. Um, I, and I am so thrilled to meet you in person soon and, and be a part of what you're doing. And um, thanks for being here. I, I almost got, I felt like the Golden Girls, like, thank you for being my friend. That's how I feel. That's how I feel gonna sing i told you i was gonna say all right yeah. so thank this, you for having me thank you for talking about a kid again i'm so i'm so excited to have you here we'll we'll we have a, i have like 15 things i want to tell you right now we don't have time for that so we'll have to talk later because i have a lot of ideas thanks for being here i'll wrap now because i know kyle's like tommy d steve fry's show starts in like two minutes can you up? <laughs> steve fry, put on the shades baby boy the smb guy will be back in a minute uh, he'll be back in a, on in a few minutes. I'm Tommy D. This is Philanthropy and Focus. Check me out, TommyD.NYC on Instagram. And the same on the TikTok. I'll dance a little bit on the TikTok for you. Uh, email TommyD at philanthropyandfocus.com. We are off for two weeks. We'll be back on uh, the 7th of January, where Beth Bengston will be here for Working for Women, which is an incredible organization. Uh, and we'll be uh, connecting with her and helping her what? Tell her story and amplify her message. Rachel, make it a great day. I'll see you soon. Everybody else, thanks for checking in. Mick Collins, Steve Fry, Sessia for being here, watching the show. See you guys later on. Bye. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Of the kids at school. Do you uh, run or yeah, are that ready was, to open your today. own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life hi i'm pat duckworth women's health strategist and host of the hot women rock radio show empowering women leaders at menopause join me every thursday at 10 a.m eastern time 3 p.m uk time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. 
Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Empower. 